Welcome to the ITSM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for worldwide ITSM professionals. Learn more at theitsmreview.com. Welcome to the ITSM Review Podcast. My name is Rebecca Beach and I have some wonderful guests with me today. We have Vaughan's Murphy Guest from Virgin Media. Hello. We have Rory Canavan from various places. <laughs> Good afternoon, Rebecca. <laughs> And we also have David Foxen. Sorry, guys, couldn't uh, keep him away from the ITAM review. Hello, David. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Rebecca. So today what we're doing is uh, we're doing an ITSM ITAM joint podcast where we will be looking at the differences between them, why they're important to each other and uh, various other bits and pieces. So, David, do you want to uh, put your two pence in? Yeah, basically, I kind of um, obviously our listeners are going to have the best of both worlds now, as they're going to have the creme de la creme from the ITSM world and the ITAM world in one podcast. So, um, I basically, I just wanted to kind of talk about um, how there are various ITSM processes that are relevant to ITAM and how there are various ITAM processes relevant to ITSM. So, kicking off on the processes side, who else? Who else in the world is better than process-based than Mr. Rory Canavan? <laughs> so he was obviously the first choice um, to talk about that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kick off um, uh, just how, how ITSM and how ITAM kind of interrelate with each other, how they both need each other to be successful um, moving forward, and just, yeah, kick it off from there, really. Um, based based on my experience today, one of the things I, I do do is um, I run people through the ICEB SAM Essentials course, um, and that's very heavily weighted towards ITIL. Now I know that ITIL is not the, the be all and end all of IT service management, but for a for a kickoff um, and and to demonstrate the links, um, it, it's perhaps a, a decent place to go from, uh, specifically around the processes. Um, and ITIL refers to the processes most closely aligned to software asset management as logistics processes. Um, so specifically, um, if you incident management, problem management, if you want to sort of recover um, inventory data, um, what's really going to help you from a, a SAM tool doing it over perhaps something that might be half half the job that that, that maybe a poor service management tool would do um, is going to be versions and additions. Um, because there might be uh, technical issues around versions and additions of software that's supported um, that a generic um, install of, of uh, Adobe Acrobat might not reveal to the, the technical specialist supporting the call. Um, equally to uh, of great help to service management is if you've got some sort of collaboration between service management and SAM, you can actually um, make an attempt at checking whether the software is licensed in the first place. If it's licensed, there's a good probability that it's been licensed centrally by the company, therefore it's a legitimate install. If you get these stroppy individuals perhaps who log in and say, I've got a problem with my installation of software title X, and, and software title X might be in your supported software catalog, um, you, you can hopefully with, with good practice and good process actually drill down to find out whether that's a legitimate store install or whether it's something that's been bought from um, you know from a third party from from the high street or whatever. So Rory so, can I just ask you a quick question then? Um, sure. So lots of 
IT service management tools say that they do asset management. Would you disagree with that and say that perhaps it's more of an inventory management type of offering? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, and I this was ably demonstrated to me when I went to to sits um, at Earl's Court earlier in June. Um, was asking no end of, uh, of salespeople um, what their particular product did around asset management, and they said, "Oh yes, we do asset management." And at that point, I said, "Okay, can you show me where you load up the contracts?" And the uh, the tumbleweed was ran rampant. It really was. <laughs> Um, it's the blank looks on the faces or the panicky looks or, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to get one of my colleagues who might be able to, to tell you all the details and then nothing or silence. And, and yeah, or, or yet more sales flannel. Um, so, so yes, I mean, there is that distinction between inventory management and, and asset management and you need the contracts, the purchase orders to justify the installs to give a true license compliance position then. Um, you can't do it purely on install data alone. So are there any any ITSM solutions out there that you think do do asset management as standard or would you say that they are all inventory management that, you, that you're aware uh, of, obviously? You're beginning to see service management products and actually historically as well buy software asset management suites mm -hmm. with a view to offering them as a module. Um, mm. And and that's the and they kind of shoehorn the integration, and invariably, um, it it tends not to cascade very well. I haven't seen or heard of anything to date whereby I've heard of a software asset management company being bought, and it works brilliantly with a service management tool. Um, what about integrations then with with proper asset management tools into ITSM? Do, do they generally tend to work well? I, I, based on my experience, I would say that there, I've, I can't even think of one asset management or SAM tool that actually has full integration with a, an established ITSM tool. Um, I think what what Rory was saying about um, the ITSM tool bringing out a SAM component as an extra module, it seems to be a trend on what ITSM tools are doing, but it seems like they're not they're not doing it as best as they could be doing it mm -hmm. and then not doing it to the same levels that independent SAM solutions already are at. So then the customer's kind of in uh, catch-22. They've got an ITSM tool. They want a dedicated SAM tool. So the ITSM tool are then saying, hey, we're bringing out a module, but that module may not be fit for purpose and they may not actually be able to get uh, the most out of it and they may not be able to really utilize their software assets. Okay. So Vaughan, you, your experience is, it, I believe, in, in both areas, is that right? That's right, yeah. And what, what's your, what would your experiences be with, with what David and Rory have just said? I think I'd agree with both David and Rory. I think the intent is there. I think everyone's trying to move in that direction. You know, I've seen various attempts, but I don't think, we, I don't think anyone's got it perfectly right yet. I think, you know, in the next year or so, we'll start to see improvements I think it's great that efforts are being made, but yeah, I'd agree. I don't think we're we're properly there yet. There isn't one tool set that will do you know, both opinion, sides perfectly. Mm -hmm. Sorry, in David? your opinion, what would happen if a vendor, an ITSM vendor, actually came out and did asset management like really well? You know, they did it properly. They covered all the bases. Then the end user is going to have the tool in place, and they may may already have uh, a SAM tool as well, but they want to move 
to the ITSM tool that has all the integration stuff. I mean, how are organizations going to then justify to the senior directors and senior management to move away from the SAM tool they probably had to work really hard to get to then move to the ITSM tool? I think one of them could be um, economies of scale. Um, so, you know, having all your information in the same place, there's, um, you know, there's going to be financial savings over time uh, because you'll have efficiency savings, effectiveness savings, you'll reduce time, you'll be leaner, more efficient. Um, and the second thing, I guess, would be would be best practice. You know, surely it's it's safer to have, you know, your your information in in one central system as opposed to, you know, two or more systems kind of cobbled together. From an uh, an asset management point of view, I, I mean, it would be an absolute dream to have an ITSM ITAM tool all in one, where you can actually track the assets or the software asset from, you know, point. A. So as soon as like um, it's logged into the service management system, you can physically track it the whole life cycle throughout any service management calls, throughout any you know licensing, hardware, warranty, whatever. You literally have a complete picture. I think as soon as one tool does that well, uh, then I think the others um, will follow. But it's just who's going to be the first one to nail it. Can you imagine how powerful that would be to your service desks, your first and second line support, for example, if you had the one tool that could tell you, okay, so we know we, we've got an incident with this piece of software, that your system could tell you absolutely everything you know, about that piece of software, so previous incidents, related problems, where it is in its life cycle, when it was purchased, what version it is exactly. Uh, you know, bringing, uh, leading on from a, a point earlier about particular versions and additions. Um, that would be massively useful, and I'm telling you, the company that nails this will make billions of pounds. Right, Rebecca, come on, let's get on it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, guys, do you know, one thing I, d I have noticed in all these um, collaborations between service management and SAM or buyouts, whatever you want to call it, the drive and initiative to do this is coming from service management to buy the software asset management suites or companies. Mm -hmm. It's not it's the not the other way around. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe maybe the software and asset management fraternity are kind of sat there um, shaking, waiting to be bought, or perhaps they are um, just happy to sort of keep the blinkers on and, and, and feel that um, Sam as a maturity um, isn't quite there ready enough to go to uh, another IT discipline for sale. I don't know. I suppose the, the thing is as well that if you look at ITSM tools or solutions, there's so much involved standard ones, you know, that have got um, problem management and change management and incident management and all the various bits and pieces. I don't know. I've not seen uh, ITAM standalone tools, so I don't know how complex they are. Is it would it be easier for ITSM tools to take asset management in, or do you think? Do you think that what I'm trying to say is, do you think ITAM tools would be having to do too much to create that ITSM side of things into there? I I think it would be t it's too much of a different discipline. Right. I think they would, you know, they're purely focused on audit and reconciliation and comparison of installs to contract and license data. Um, and then worrying about the nuances of, say, virtualization and scope and those kind of things, to to then have something that is is potentially live and dynamic as well to resolve calls on top of that, um, that would be a beast of a machine. It really would. 
Well, I, I mean, think ITSM uh, tools are far more complex as well than ITAM tools, simply because, like you said, Rebecca, they've got so many aspects and elements to it. ITAM tools are complex, don't get me wrong, but they, you know, they mainly do focus around, you know, the contracts, the licenses, uh, the warranty information, that kind of thing. Um, and you can't really raise any incidents with ITAM tools. Um, so I, I think, personally, I would... I think uh, it's more likely that an ITSM tool will gobble up an ITAM tool and join them into one rather than an ITAM tool bring on ITSM capabilities. Because obviously we've seen, I mean, we have seen it happen, haven't we, with, or um, if you look at Samanage, um, where they've started out as asset management and they've kind of, you know, they've they've put the capabilities in there as well. Um I guess, you know, I guess it could happen. It's just a case of whether, I, I think you're right though, David. I do think that ITSM tools are far, are generally far more complex that, that it would make, it would make life quite, quite difficult to, for an ITAM tool to do that. But whoever does it first, <laughs> they're laughing. Well, I imagine that lots of them are, well, I guess a few of them might be looking at doing it at the moment, but the uh, the general thing with uh, with ITSM tools at the moment is the expanding out into the wider business. So I haven't seen a huge amount of um, of talk about extending asset management capabilities. How, any of you? Off the top of my head, I believe ServiceNow are making more of a push into in North America, mm-hmm. say saying that they can they can take care of asset management now. I don't know ServiceNow well enough to say whether they can or they can't. Um, so it would be interesting to put that under the microscope and actually review their asset management capabilities. Well, I mean, ServiceNow um, can do pretty much anything, can't they? If you've, you know, they they have the capabilities to to be able to do pretty much anything with that system. It's whether or not it it then works well, and how much input it requires from the customer. Quite, quite possibly. I just wonder. There are there are certain nuances within software asset management that you need to uh, be mindful of. Um, it's not a straight comparison of one install equals one license. That went out the window seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all the benefits that come out of volume purchases, contract agreements, product use rights, upgrades and downgrades. Um, the the platform even that it's deployed to whether it's virtualized, um, the processor and the core. Again, processor and core and that kind of information is is inherent to service management. You would expect them to be able to capture that kind of thing. But actually then wrapping that into the calculation to determine compliance or otherwise, um, it's, it's, it's no small feat. It's mm-hmm. no small feat. But I, I, just just as a, a, another topic to discuss perhaps around this, one, one thing that I raised in a feature for ITSM review is where service management can actually help SAM is um, the compilation of support data to determine whether support and maintenance is paid on software contracts moving forward because we don't have that in SAM. We don't have it drilled down well enough. So the flow back from service management to software asset management can really help in the in the vendor space and or sorry the procurement and strategic vendor management space. So when, when you're reviewing your contract, you can actually look down the list of titles, go to the service desk and say, right, um, how much time and effort did we spend actually supporting those products over the life of the contract? 
Yeah. Did we did we actually kick up calls to um, dedicated support and management offered by the software vendor? And if we didn't, what are we actually paying for then moving forward? And mm. um, that's not a light decision to take because typically if you step out of support and maintenance, that's a red flag to an audit team somewhere. So Vaughan, I don't I don't know if, um, which tools you use there at. Um at Virgin Media but I would imagine that there are tools that that could ITSM tools that could do that perhaps using the um, SLA uh, underpinning contract OLA kind of model would you what's your thoughts on that absolutely I think it's not just the tools I think it's the you know it's the the people it's the the support teams talking to each other and it's the uh, the processes as well so, for example, you know, if you um, and we mentioned about uh, you know incident data being used to support the SAM process, but you're absolutely right. So, you'd be looking at you know financial management, for example, on okay, well, if we've raised this many incidents, you know, and it was proven to be a software fault, did we get any service credits back? Were there any fines or regulatory impacts? Uh, from a supplier management point of view, you know, are there any contractual um, considerations, you know, from a problem management point of view, or what are the trends? Um, you know, it can go on and on. I absolutely agree that, you know, an integrated approach is, is the way to go. And again, you know, looking at, you know, our holy trinity, change, convict and release, so tightly linked to software asset management. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the change implications, if we're, if we're making a change, I mean, sometimes we don't consider uh, the impact on, on so many licensing or contractual obligations. But sometimes even the, the potential, you know, even adding more memory to a server that could have the, the potential to, to hit licensing. Um, you know, release, making sure that, you know, as you said earlier, making sure that it was licensed and authorised in the first place, that we've actually got, you know, a safe point like a DML to install from. And then config, making sure, you know, there's that link, isn't there, between yeah. CMDB or configuration management into SAM. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, how how big of a deal, I'm going to show my complete ignorance now when it comes to asset management. How big of a deal is asset management? Obviously, it's important that you don't, oh. that you don't, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know, I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a massive deal. And I think that uh, it's very kind of underappreciated really as a, as a process, because if you get it right, you have the potential to make massive savings. Uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Peter Hubbard, who, uh, who works for Pink Elephants, uh, ex-Pinker, um, he, uh, he helped um, roll out asset management at uh, Yellow Pages, uh, and they saved something like 2.5 million euros in the first year. Oh my gosh, that's uh, quite a saving, isn't it? When Absolutely. you think about it, though, every single employee within an organisation is a customer of IT asset management. If you own a device, if you use a bit of software, you are a customer of IT asset management. So if you don't manage those assets correctly, you know, auditors are going to come and have an absolute field day. But if you do manage them correctly, if you're savvy with your licenses, if you have all the right processes, which, you know, Rory has done a series on the ITAM review for, if you've got all of those in place, uh, you have a mature SAM estate, the savings that you can initially make in the first few years of implementing an ITAM program are huge. After that, it's just then maintaining your compliancy and maintaining that um, all your licenses and software assets are being used effectively. 
But item and um, asset management's a, a huge, huge deal now, Rebecca. But yeah, is, is it on. important for all sizes of of companies? You know, I mean, the, you know, the smaller companies. How how are they? Obviously, they don't have a whole department or a whole person to to deal with asset management. So, is that when the tools really come into their own to help to automate the the processes and things? Or yeah, well, I mean, the the tools are assistive certainly, but it's don't forget, of course, that it's it's proportional that the the influence and impact of a software vendor audit is always going to be proportional to the size of the company. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's still going to be a sl- whether you're, a, you know, a three hundred thousand unit company or whether you're a, a thirty unit company. Um, it's still a slice out of your resource that has to drop everything they're doing and then deal with the software vendor audit. And and just, I mean, David mentioned there a figure of of. Also, was it Bonds perhaps mentioned a figure of say two and a half million that her, her colleagues saved their organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to bring it up to speed and bring it up to date, there's one Tipco are currently suing Bank of America for three hundred million dollars. So for smaller companies that perhaps have have ITSM tools, but that perhaps don't have uh, dedicated uh, SAM tools, the, the important thing is that they should know that it is really important you know that it's imperative that they do something to look at their asset management and make sure that they that they're com- complying is that what you're i mean that that would be an ultimate driver yeah and it it is you know it's a proportional spend of your it budget in relation to the amount of it that you have to manage um you know we all pay house insurance or we all should pay house insurance and to to put it on on its head slightly you'll get a financial director perhaps year in year out they will be going through producing end-of-year reports and even quarterly reports for the size of organization that they look after, they don't get to halfway through the next year and say, do you know what, we did this last year, why are we doing it? The reason you're doing it is to operate from a position of knowledge so that if a software vendor does come knocking, it's not a case of dropping everything and diverting your attention to them. Mm-hmm. It, it's making sure that you do the minimum required to keep you doing your day-to-day job which is getting IT to work for the organisation. Because I was, I was talking to Rebecca actually before we started the podcast, and I was talking about small um, or small businesses and how they are far more likely to have ITSM processes and tools in place over ITAM tools. I mean, why do you think that? Why do you think that they're automatic going straight for you know the ITSM tools for logging instance and stuff rather than actually managing their assets that because- are an asset that are an expenditure to their company. Because you fix what breaks, don't you? You firefight. And asset management is not that that's more about preventative maintenance, isn't it? Making sure yeah, that but, but you, you still need asset oh, yeah, management no, totally to agree, help but fix the assets that do break that are logged through ITSM calls. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but I think that um if you're faced with dealing with the people that are calling on the telephone to say that things are that everything you know all manner of issues are occurring or you're looking at asset management it's probably something that's going to go on the back burner isn't it while you deal with everything that is in your face at that time and and I think too as well Dave um, service management is for want of a better phrase the acceptable face of IT to non-IT personnel so Mm. you're not necessarily going to 
go down an asset management route if you're thinking, how do we present IT to a company? It's more likely yeah. to be something that you do from a service management point of view. So then is that up to ITAM to kind of promote itself more, to make it more of a, um, you know, like a, a voice or a face of IT, or is that just simply never going to happen because ITSM's already taken over that space? Or should, sure. should. Oh, yeah, I'll find a new kind of initiative coming on, I think, let's make Sam or ITAM sexy again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, again. Get proof back. Do you not just make... <laughs> I'm sure it had it. I'm sure it's had its moments. Really? Okay. Um, or should should <laughs> asset funny. management actually be part of ITSM? Is it something that you know that should be encompassed within? Yeah, I actually think it should. Um, I would argue that, and again, I know that I will, you know, la la la, not the be end and end all. But I honestly don't understand why ITAM isn't part of the uh, the service transition, isn't part of the, the, you know, it's a separate book at the moment or a series of separate books. I think it should be brought into service transition. I really do. Yeah, I, th I think I agree with, with you there, Vaughan. But then you have to question what is actually IT asset management because there's new things coming through like mobile device management and then there's software as a service and cloud-based stuff. Would you put that all under one roof under ITAM and then move over to ITSM? Well, we we're already dealing with a lot of that stuff already within IT service management. Absolutely, so it it's, seems it's, odd it's to it's have here. it in two places, really. Yeah, I I think too. It's it, one thing that that I always advocate when a you know implementing SAM or IT asset management in an organisation is to understand what your executive and business and governance drivers are. So that when you do set up SAM, you can relate your SAM back to what those goals are. And I, I suspect a lot of those goals are, are in alignment with ITSM from the point of view that they will involve adherence to SLAs. They will involve things like total cost of ownership, return on investment. These, I suspect, are the higher level sort of ITSM goals as well, sweating, sweating your IT assets. So, so well, it's making sure that end users, our customer, our business as a whole, you know, they're looked after. And that, that is a common goal of, you know, of both sides. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't we bring them together? I, I guess ultimately, the, possibly because the objectives and the reports are somewhat different, I, I would draw parallels between a sales department and an accounts department. The two have an interface, but you wouldn't send your accountant out to sell a product. I wouldn't rely on somebody in software asset management to resolve a a problem or a ticket. No, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting. But then you think IT IT service management is not just service desk, is it? You've got no, no, no. You've got all the exactly. all the other areas as well. So I I think I could be wrong here. It's been known um, that a lot of companies already have. You know, they don't have ITSM departments and SAM departments, they have IT, and then they have mm -hmm. service desk, and they have maybe second line doing asset management, or, you know... Exactly, normally locked down in a cupboard somewhere. Yes, because that's where they belong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best place for us. I'm only, obviously, I'm only speaking about the ITAM people that I know currently, which is David oh. and Rory. Um, so... <laughs> Me. <laughs> But what I'm saying is that, you know, and, and this can, but this is my point that companies have IT departments. They do not have ITSM departments and they do not have SAM departments. And 
I think perhaps the issue has become when you know when we're at events and conferences and things like that we we talk about ITSM or we talk about third line stuff and it tends to be quite separate and I'm just wondering whether you know whether it needs to just all come together and be dealt with because it's all service management really I I think from a from an overhead or from a an overview you're right it is it is an IT department but there are skills and disciplines that mean that work will necessarily split out so for example you will have people who I know you say service management isn't just purely service desk but there are going to be people who are suited to doing first and second line work oh yes definitely there are going to be people who are going to be suited to um, you know running an asset management suite so yeah so I'm not I, sorry well I'm, I'm not suggesting that you know we we pull those people in and we just you know plonk them willy-nilly amongst everybody else I'm still suggesting that you would have asset management team or in a bigger company or you know the but, but what I'm saying is that I think that a lot of companies don't treat it as separately as perhaps we are treating it does that make sense oh I see what you mean well well, that's true possibly for smaller companies but obviously as you grow yeah these dis- these disciplines mitigate dedicated personnel and and once you've got dedicated personnel looking after tasks you have fiefdoms, sub-departments spring up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the one side you've ITSM and on the other side you've got SAM and ITAM. And Are you, you suggesting know. that they should battle it out in a kind of 90s, you know, gladiators <laughs> style <laughs> contest? Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> I, it would possibly make my, my, my job more entertaining, but no, um, no, certainly not. I think, I think there should be respect respect and understanding to understand where where they dovetail and not just with service management of course but with other IT disciplines as well so things like business continuity management disaster recovery information security all of these aspects interlock and interlink yeah have I just sort of taken the conversation and blown it out the wall no 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 I think you're right and I think that this goes back to what Vaughan's was saying earlier about ITIL and the way that you know some of it has been kind of added on and then it's become part of the main structure of ITIL but then there are still other things that are on the like for example security is now something that they're looking at this year isn't it in in quite a, a lot of detail um that's right there's it's a new working party yeah, but it's something that's always been on the outside and I wonder how long it will be before that's brought into the main structure and yet asset management or SAM is still is not even you know at that kind of stage, is it? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Do you know what we need to do? We need involved. to ring up. <laughs> we need to ring up. We need to ring Shirley, Ivor, and Colin and just ask why. <laughs> why is Sam still on the outside? Why is our term still on the outside? Why? Why didn't you know when we had Idle version three? You know, all those years ago, back in what 2007. You know, we had this opportunity. Why didn't we bring it? You know, back into the you know the core fold then? Because I think we missed a trick. I think even since 2007, Sam and ITAM has matured and developed even more. So, Yeah, I, I suspect possibly because the people who were, were focused on Sam, if they were focusing on frameworks and best practice, it was activity taking place in, in the ISO world rather than the ITIL mm-hmm. world. Um, and, and, and they've trotted on and they've happily carried on. And then Sam, as it's matured, has gone from, well, this is a framework, this is a this is how you do it from a process perspective. It's matured into this is the tool that does it for you, and by and large, um, 
people have sort of seen through the sales talk to realise that actually you still need the people, you still need the processes. There's no there's no silver bullet to all of this. You don't just yeah. install a system and, and ride off into the sunset. Um, if, if that was the case, vendors would be rewriting licences to, to, to work their way around. It would be so cool if you could do that, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, just be, I'd just be wary that, you know, we try and... We try and bolt into ITIL that it it, it is the, the the juggernaut solution for for IT. Um, that's that's one of the things that personally speaking appeals to me about ITIL is that you can dip in and out, mm-hmm. providing you get the interfaces and you make sure that you don't try and link from a request process and just automatically assume that everything between the request and the disposal is hunky dory. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, that trust you, but verify. Absolutely, yeah. Respect respect the boundaries in in what it is you're trying to do. So, do you think ITAM or SAM are read is ready to go into ITSM? Just like a yes or no, like just <laughs> all three of you, yes or no. Should ITAM <laughs> SAM be part of ITSM? Rebecca. Yes. Vaughan's. Yes, absolutely. Rory. No. No. <laughs> yes, good man, Rory. <laughs> the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Right, Bex, you get the uh, the pugil sticks. And, uh... <laughs> it's not ready yet, I don't think. It's just but I, I you... see ITSM as ITAM's bigger brother. They're not ready to mingle yet. But if you had an ITSM tool that then started doing asset management, do you think that that would increase the speed with which ITAM moves over to the better side? <laughs> I, d- I think it's part of it, Bex, but I think part of it too is its objective setting and goal setting between the two. Yeah. Um, you need you need to understand where the two interact. I mean, we talked about sort of taking incident data and report data to feed uh, contract renewal discussions, and and we talked too about um, capturing instant and and version data to support help desk calls. So that's that's where and when the exercise will be complete. When the two can align, mm-hmm. then it will happen. But until somebody actually sits down and thinks, right, I'm going to do this and do this piece of work, that then falls to the day-to-day operators who have two different systems, one managing assets and the other doing service management. So, David, you, you are obviously a no, and you said that it's because you don't think it's uh, advanced enough or mature enough. Um, do you want to expand a bit yeah. on I think it's still it, it's still growing. ITAM is still growing. It's still evolving. It's still absorbing other disciplines, like I said, MDM stuff. It, it just needs. I think it needs to be more um, accepted by. I know it's accepted by you know loads of organisations have ITAM team, have SAM teams. You know all the processes in place. But the majority of them. I mean, even when I tell people what I do, they're still like ITAM. What's that? You know, what's a software license? I think that kind of needs to be broken down uh, and there needs to be more education and awareness and stuff before we start to look to move ITAM into the ITSM discipline. Plus, like Rory says, we've got different goals. I mean, ITAM, um, you know, part of it's about licensing. We want to be compliant, save money, utilize the licenses and stuff. Does ITSM really, you know, are you guys really bothered about tracking licenses and stuff and you know making sure we're all sure. about saving money yeah but That's, do you care you know. if doris in marketing is using her version of photoshop you know effectively well yeah i mean i think i think that that's something that um that 
No offence to our Uncle Doris, by the way. <laughs> I say, I actually, you know, I'm very concerned, you know, about Doris's happiness. And, you know, Doris and I are great friends. Of course I want her to have the best, you know, customer experience possible. But I think that that's part of the, it's part of the overall IT goal, isn't it? To make sure that everybody's using what they should be using and um, they've they've got the, the software that they need to do their jobs. And, you know, so I kind of see it all linking together really no <laughs> just no, no okay no, i appreciate what you're saying and i, I value your but opinion no, greatly rebecca don't. but just no not just, yet just no it what doesn't happen will help as well guys because we we can set up frameworks and we can set up um methods of approach and methods of working but the, the stuff that changes in sam means that you're you're constantly dealing on a foundation that moves. So the way license terms and conditions change quarterly, as an example, the way that license terms and conditions can change without notice as well. So you believe that you might be operating in a in a set fashion uh, and abiding by the terms and conditions of any contracts or, or agreements, only to find out that you're not. Um, and that's very similar, though, to, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, with service level agreements and... Um, operational level agreements underpinning contracts and things like that it to me it just seems a bit daft that there would be an area dealing with contracts over here and an area over here dealing with contracts as well that are both IT absolutely contracts. it's it's exactly it's it's duplication of effort like why wouldn't we um why wouldn't we bring them in to to the same team or to, to have them work together David's like no <laughs> I really, you know, what I'm thinking is, you know, surely they'd be stronger together. But it sounds like I'm quoting your man, um, Alistair Darling, who I really, really don't quote. Are you back again? Oh, it just keeps dropping out every few minutes now. Rubbish, honestly. God, so you need to get yourself a proper broadband provider. I do. I do. Like Sky, for example. <laughs> Keep that in. That's going in. <laughs> I'm just going to flounce now. <laughs> um, so, Rory, why do you think that um, ITAM needs ITSM to be successful? Um, I believe to provide um, data specifically around support and maintenance um, calls from the ITSM function to determine whether future support and maintenance is required on software titles from a, a contract perspective. And Vaughan's everyone knows that IT just needs ITAM in general, but if you could um, let us know, <laughs> ITSM needs ITAM to be successful. I think it's a it's a mutually. I think you know that the two sides are mutually supportive, and I think you know the closer together that we can we can get them, the the better. Fantastic. David would answer you, but he's dropped out again. Probably <laughs> <laughs> just as well. If you don't mind, guys, I do. I do have a question for Vaughan's there, based on on her response. Um, mm -hmm. you, you described uh, Sam as a process, um, and that's not the first time I've heard that from somebody in the, if you like, on the ITSM side of life, that they view software asset management as as a single process, and and that kind of scares the bejeebus out of me. Ah, that was a slip of the tongue. I don't regard um, ah. Sam as a as a as a process at all. My God, I think it is just an all singing, all dancing. It's not a process. It's not a function. It's it's just massive, mm -hmm. um, because the the benefits 
um, to the organization that having SAM and, and ITAM um, are massive, you know, millions of pounds can be saved. Um, there's also, I mean, I don't think we've talked about, you know, regulation, regulatory issues and, and compliance issues. So I know um, a couple of years ago, um, Adobe were actually generate, they were getting more money um, in one particular year um, from um, you know, fining people for being under license than they were for actually selling, selling products. So there's that side of it as well. So um, absolutely, it, it's not just a process. It's it's not just you know something that we we add on to our IT department or to IT service management or you know it, it's it's massive in its own right and as it should be. Sorry, I will consider myself slapped. <laughs> so in Rory, the naughty did, corner. <laughs> so Rory, did you you were saying that you you experienced that a lot from ITSM people that they don't really fully understand. I like I heard it before from a, a certain individual who I, I held in high ITSM esteem. Not me then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying who it was, all right? I can neither confirm nor deny who, who this individual was. It, it just struck me that if that perhaps is the perspective on Sam, then maybe that's that's why um, it's being viewed as a, you know, as an add-on, as an afterthought to ITSM. As, a, as perhaps it should be a partner, an equal partner. Right, okay. So you mean, Amen. do you mean from what um, myself and Vaughan's were saying, or do you mean from like a, a solution perspective of like an ITSM purchasing asset management tools and kind of bolting them on, or both? As an interface to the business, really, yeah. Yeah, uh, as, a, as a way forward for IT generally, is mm -hmm. that ITSM and SAM should be, should be side by side. They shouldn't be... Um, you know, SAM shouldn't be a plug-in to ITSM. Right, no, okay. It's like the Avengers, no, you know, it's not just one, you know, it's not just Iron Man, it's Iron Man, it's the Black Widow, it's the Hulk, it's Captain America. No, I mean, I I, I think perhaps it, I wasn't explaining myself very well earlier. I wasn't suggesting that ITAM come into ITSM and be, you know, just a, a small part of that. I think, you know, like I was saying earlier, my experience has been with, um, with smaller companies or with massive companies that I've not had much to do with asset management. But I just think that they 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 seem to, like you say, complement each other so well that it just seems a bit odd that they don't have more to do with each other, I guess. So even if it's not, you know, bringing I, ITAM into ITSM, they should, you know, they should be side by side, like you said, and they should be rolling along nicely together. And mm. I don't think that or... they do that currently. To no. quote the brilliant, brilliant late Bob Hoskins, it's good to talk. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it was a dreadful. I know it was a dreadful, dreadful advert. And I know it's a BT. I was going to say, is there a BT Bob, advert? <laughs> yeah, but Bob uh, Hoskins. <laughs> okay then. Well, so to wrap up today, I think that we have managed to. Uh, do nothing for the ITSM ITAM <laughs> community, <laughs> bringing them together. But it's interesting to see the different ways that um, you know, the ITAM views ITSM and and vice versa. So I think that's that's really great. And I hope that we can do this again sometime in the future and perhaps look at how far things have moved on. Um, look at the different solutions perhaps and and which ones are now encompassing asset management correctly rather than just inventory management. Um, so that's it from us. So uh, goodbye from me, David. <laughs>
I want you're actually going to say goodbye. Goodbye from me. Bye. And goodbye from me. Thanks for having me. Goodbye all. It was a pleasure. Yes, and thank you ever so much for being guests, and and we hope to see you again either on this uh, slightly weird um, joint venture or or individually with the uh, ITAM and ITSM review.